What is up, everybody? And welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire season, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. We've got new articles up there every single day of the week. I had one on Dan Quinn today. I had another on several Cowboys topics. So make sure that you go check that out. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, let's talk about some Cowboys-Eagles injuries. The focus has been on Dak Prescott's thumb. We all want the Cowboys starting quarterback to be back by Sunday night. We want him to be on the field for what could be one of the two most important games of the season since the Eagles are the primary team to bid in the NFC East just because they're undefeated right now and they do have a starting quarterback and they are the favorites to win the NFC, literally. on the betting In the betting world, the Philadelphia Eagles are the favorites to win the conference. And as such, they have established themselves as that primary rival. I'll, I'll tell you what I mean. I'm not fully saying that they will win the NFC or anything like that, but what I do mean is that we don't feel the same about the Eagles as we do about the Giants. I think that most of you will agree with me on that front. So this could be one of the two most important games of the season. And as such, we would love to have Dak Prescott back on the field. Uh, Jerry Jones was on the radio on 105.3, the fan on Tuesday morning. And he talked a little bit about what's ahead for Dak Prescott. My question for me to you in the chat is, Yes or no, do you have any hope that Dak suits up next Sunday night? This is what Jerry Jones, while you give me your answers, this is what Jerry Jones had to say on the radio today. He mentioned that it all comes down to this following question. Can he spin the ball? Medically, and this is from ESPN's Todd Arker, who tweeted this out, Uh, medically, the injury is improving, but Wednesday will begin that process to see if he can spin the ball. Remember that Mike McCarthy talked about getting Dak Prescott a full week of practice before even considering letting him back on that playing field. Uh, A lot of talk has been going on around whether or not can Prescott spin the football. It sounds like the Cowboys are not planning to rush him back onto the field so he will find his way back into playing until he can throw the football as he did before the injury, right? Which is a tall task, I would assume. But Dak Prescott might be in for a a tough week ahead if his goal is to come back. Let me see some of your questions here. Uh, do you guys have any hope that Dak suits up next Sunday night? Uh, Bruce says, not really. Joey Bella, that one is an interesting one. Joey Bella says, as a backup, yes. Hmm. Uh, Sal Watch says, nah. Gregory goes with the yes. Swain goes with no. Toxic Tom, you know, making 
making the best out of his username. He says, I don't hope, I don't have any hope with anything Dallas related. Too many letdowns. So there you go. Joel Wilson says that he does have hope. Uh, no, Cooper Rush shows his Floyd right. Barry says, yes, I want Dak to play so we can lose. And then Jerry will understand that he sucks. Oh, man. Man, tough crowd. Tough crowd for Dak Prescott. Man, Dak, Dak should be the starting quarterback of this team. Dak Prescott does not suck. Gilbert says, no. At, at least that's what I think, of course. Uh, I hope that Dak's back and healthy. This is Russell. Here's what I will tell you. I don't have hope regarding his return on Sat on Sunday night. I think that there are too many signs pointing towards him having to wait yet another week. Ian Rappaport mentioned on Sunday, and he has doubled down since, that Dak Prescott was a long shot to play on Sunday night. You, got, you have available betting spreads right now that have the Eagles as 5.5 point favorites. And let me tell you something. Those numbers would not be available if there was a real question to whether or not Dak Prescott is going to play on Sunday night. At least betting markets are heavily expecting Dak not to be ready to go on Sunday night, which of course sucks. Uh, we want Dak Prescott to be back. But also I do agree with those that have pointed out the fact that this 4-1 start, it has given the Cowboys some wiggle room. They do not have to rush him back now. If the situation was any different and say that maybe the Cowboys were, you know, heck, let's say that they were 1-4, and four, the inverse record. Man, the season could be slipping right through the Cowboys' hands, especially with two four-win NFC East teams, right? With the Giants and the Eagles. And of course, uh, since the only loss from the Giants is versus the Cowboys, you could even be talking about a 5-0 Giants team. If that was the case, then maybe the Cowboys would be in a position to really want to rush Dak Prescott back and let him be a superhero for this team. That has not been the case. And even though this is one of the two most important games that you will have all season, you do not want to play with Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott's long-term health. So in my opinion, Dak is in a position to not be hurried back. And based on what we have seen from a national reporter like Ian Rappaport and what we have seen from the betting markets, uh, I'm not expecting Dak Prescott to be back on Sunday night. However, I will tell you what, I think that we're focusing on the wrong injury for this one. Because as I said, I don't expect Prescott to be back next Sunday night. However, one injury that could change the outcome of this game is on the other side of the injury report. Not on the Cowboys side, but on the Eagles side. Because Jordan Mailata, their starting left tackle, missed week five with a knee injury. He suffered any injury in week four. He was not able to go versus the Arizona Cardinals. And his backup, Jake Driscoll, allowed six pressures against the Arizona Cardinals. This is one injury that, that every Cowboys fans, every Cowboys fan should be monitoring very closely heading into game day. Is Mylata going to play? The Australian left tackle has been. One of the best, honestly, since he became a starter for Philadelphia. And right now it's a question mark 
whether or not he will be ready to go for the pivotal, pivotal NFC East game. His backup was not any good versus the Arizona Cardinals. I will say that there is another part to this conversation, which is Andrew Dillard, who has, who has been dealing with an injury of his own and is aiming to return either this weekend or the next one, because last week he had his 21-day window, uh, practice window activated. And Andrew Dillard, some of you might remember this, Andrew Dillard was in the conversation to be a starter for Philadelphia. So he could be a very legit backup option for the Eagles offensive line. But right now, Mylata is questionable, we could say. I mean, the first injury report is not out yet, but that's the one name that I am looking at when the first injury report of the week comes out tomorrow. Will this guy be able to go or not? Because I'm sure that you know by now that the Eagles have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. And I'm sure that you also know by now that the Cowboys have one of the best pass rushes in the entire NFL. So this is no longer a conversation about the Cowboys' biggest strength being able to exploit the opponent's biggest weakness. Like it was in Week 3 versus the Giants. Like we were, we were talking about in Week 2 versus the Bengals. Week Five versus the LA Rams. This time it will be strength versus strength. Something's got to give. And it's going to be exciting to watch these Cowboys pass rush go up against a very talented offensive line. But if they're missing Jordan Mailata, then that's, that's the one area the Cowboys could definitely exploit on Sunday night. So just wanted to get that very clear. I think that we are focusing on the wrong injury. I think that we already kind of know what will happen with Dak Prescott on the weekend. I think that this one, uh, Jordan Mylatas, is the injury that could really define the outcome of this NFC East showdown. The Yankees take the lead 2-1. to one. Uh, For those of you who are watching playoff baseball on the side, or maybe you're watching uh, primetime on the, on the side, uh, whatever the combo is, thank you for watching and thank you for tuning in, of course. Uh, do me a favor, by the way, and hit the like button. Let me get into the comments here really quick. Uh, thank you for the information, says Russell on the left tackle. Oh, thank you for tuning in, for, of course. Nicholas says, but if he comes back and takes huge sacks and holds on to the ball and misses wide open guys, I will be pissed. I assume uh, Nicholas is talking about Dak Prescott there in the in the Facebook chat. Wash says, looks like an unstoppable force is about to move an immovable object. And those, those matchups are always fun. And it will go a long way into confirming what we think about this Cowboys pass rush unit. Can they do so against one of the best offensive lines in the NFL? Bruce says, found the weak spot for the day. And I'm going to tell you what, left guard might also be a weak spot for the Eagles because Landon Dickerson also had to exit the game uh, last Sunday and the backup left guard gave up two pressures. So to put things into perspective, when the backup left tackle allowed six pressures versus the Cardinals, the other four starters didn't allow more than one. So if you can get that a combo of a backup left tackle and a backup left guard, yeah, 
that is definitely a weak spot for the Eagles, uh, especially if it can be a, a duo of players instead of only one. Then you can get some pressure packages and, and really shine in that aspect with some stunts and all of that. Uh, so that that's definitely going to be a big factor in this game. So when you look at the injury reports, maybe maybe you will find that the Dak Prescott storyline is getting overblown. Focus on Jordan Mailata. I think that that one is the story heading into this game. Now, Barry Fish says, Hurts will be scrambling like Waffle House scrambled eggs. They haven't played anybody, says Joel Wilson. Uh, I don't know if you mean the pass rush for the Cowboys or the Eagles. Because, yeah, the Eagles, the Eagles have had an easy schedule. And make no mistake about it, that will not change over the next few weeks. Uh, the Eagles were always poised to have one of the most easy schedules in the NFL, one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. So did the Giants, especially when you based it on projected win records instead of last year's records, which is the old-fashioned traditional way. I think that the most accurate way to predict strength of schedule is by looking into the win projections from Vegas. And we saw since early in the offseason that the Eagles and the Giants were among the teams that would have the easiest schedules in the in the NFL. Listening to ADC Sports, Dallas's Charlene Evans with 23% on the cell phone. Actually, listening to ADC Sports, Dallas shows recharges your phone. You don't even have to plug it in. Uh, that's a dramatization. Please do not sue me for saying fake stuff. Bruce says, uh, speaking of lawsuits, Shout out to Devante Adams if he's listening to the show. Uh, Bruce says, Mo, the thing that gives me the most confidence is that the Eagles only play hard for two quarters. Look at the box course for all their games. That's true. That's true. They've struggled. They've struggled a little bit uh, on that front. Now, let's let's actually get to that, shall we? Let's, let's get into some Cowboys-Eagles conversations because as you guys know, it is Tuesday, so that means we do have an early look at this game. The Cowboys are underdogs once more, even though they're nobody's underdog, as Mike McCarthy said. But the Cowboys are 5.5-point underdogs heading into this one. They're getting the public's support, though. People are betting the Cowboys. People are taking the points. Actually, actually I think this line opened at 6.5 and it was pushed down pretty quickly by the betting markets. Let me uh, ask you something, guys. Let me ask you something. What is one word to describe the upcoming NFC East showdown, in your opinion? What is the one word to describe this game? Which I am excited about, by the way. Shout out to some of the people here in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat. We've got Peter Rizzo on Facebook. We've got Bill. Uh, thank you for your comment. I really, really appreciate it. Bring back Ryan Nall says Toxic Tom. <laughs> there you go. Bruce says, Mo, the thing that gives me... Oh, I had already read that one. Uh, sorry. We need a spy on Hurts the entire game, says Nicholas. Daniel Jones ripped off runs quite a bit. Man, do you remember... And I, I don't think that the Cowboys will go back into that well. But do you remember the C.J. Goodwin game when that was one of the very few things that Mike Nolan nailed when he was with the Cowboys in 2020? 
Jalen Hurts was dealing damage for a few weeks there. And when the and when the Eagles played the Cowboys, he placed CJ Goodwin as a spy on Jalen Hurts, and it worked out perfectly. Uh, I wonder if the Cowboys start going to do something similar on Sunday or not, because this is not the same Eagles offense than that you might be thinking about, in my opinion. Let's see some of your answers, though, here really quickly. What is the one word to describe the upcoming NFC East matchup? Floyd Wright says intense. Joel Wilson says defense. Just another game, says Craig. That's that's three words, though. That's three words. Uh, flag on the play. Bruce says fireworks. And it's also not just another game. Like, that's the kind of stuff that... You know, let Cowboys players or Eagles players say that. Us as fans, come on. We know that. We know that's just not another game. It's not. War, says Adam. Exactly. Fears, says Toxic Tom. Importance, says Gregory. These are better words, in my opinion. Psyched, says Charlene Evans. Pressure, says Nicholas. Deja vu for Tony Simmons. I will allow it. Uh, bragging rights, says Tracy Smith. I will also allow that one. Hatred, says Russell. I love that because it's true. It's true. I will say refreshing, and I will tell you why. I will say refreshing because last year, not to sound, you know, disrespectful to NFC East opponents, but it wasn't like you were scared of playing the Giants or you were scared of playing the Eagles. Maybe scared isn't even the word. You were not uh, excited about a... Playoff implication showdown. Not only that, but you could even argue that it has some seething implication to it as well because you're not only fighting for the division, you're fighting for the seething when you get into the playoffs, at least based on the current records in which you have a 5-0 team and a 4-1 team. Uh, these teams might end up with the same win-loss record, but one will be number three in the NFC or number two or number one, and the other one will be all the way down to number five, right? So it's an important, important game. So I will go with uh, refreshing for sure. Uh, I don't think that we have felt like this about an NFC East game in a long, long while. I will tell you what I have as some early thoughts on the Eagles, though, as we head into week six. This offense does look different. You look at Jalen Hurts. And you do look at him passing from the pocket more often than last year. To give you an idea, last year, Jalen Hurts was throwing passes from outside of the pocket in 21% of his plays, according to an article by The Athletic. He has cut down on that. I don't have the number right now, but through three weeks, that number was at, at about 15%, and I don't think that things have changed drastically over the past couple of weeks. So definitely expect a different attack from the Eagles this time around. Jalen Hurts is doing a better job working from the pocket. He doesn't need to get out of there in order to make some plays, even though he still gets out of there and he's still a dangerous dual-threat quarterback, and the Cowboys have to account for that. They are not the most complex offense that the Cowboys will face. It's not like they're running this Sean McVay kind of offense or Kyle Shanahan kind of offense. I would even argue that they're keeping it simple. 
They, they're just that talented that they can keep it simple. For example, you watch that Jaguars game in which they were down 14 to nothing and then they came back and, and won that one. And you didn't see... You didn't see an Eagles team that was doing fancy stuff. They were just forcing the Jaguars to make mistakes. Uh, the rookie linebacker, Devin Lloyd, they were forcing him to make decisions here and there. And for every situation, they had an answer. And I think that's really what stands out about this Eagles team. They're just good. Like the players, they're good. And so much of the conversation in the offseason centered around Jalen Hurts. Can Jalen Hurts make a jump? Or will he be the, the same flawed quarterback that we have seen over the first few years of his career? Uh, even on primetime, we had that conversation. Can Jalen Hurts take that next step? I will admit that maybe we were a little bit wrong about that. Maybe it doesn't even matter. Jalen Hurts does not need to be that guy for the Eagles. He just needs to be good enough. He just needs to be what Jimmy G was for the 49ers. He just needs to be what maybe Nick Foles was for a brief moment of time for the 2017 Eagles in the playoffs. Jalen Hurts does not have to be Mahomes. He doesn't have to be uh, Josh Allen. He doesn't have to be any of that. The Eagles are a solid roster. And I think that it's fair to acknowledge that. They have a good offensive line, good defensive line and a very solid group of skill position players on offense with the, uh, Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard. Hurts has to be good enough. That being said, that being said, I have a question for you. From 1 to 10, how impressed have you been with rival quarterback Jalen Hurts? After five weeks of action, how impressed have you been with the Cowboys' rival? Let me know in the comments while you do that. And before I give you my answer and before I dive into a particular weakness that the Cowboys could exploit about Jalen Hurts, let me talk to you about our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Because the ride of the week is a 2022 Mazda CX-9 Grand Touring. This one starts at $46,785. It's got all-wheel drive, third-row sitting, sunroof, heated, leather, memory, power sitting, rear air conditioning, and a miles-per-gallon capacity of 20 in the city. That goes up to 26 when you are in the highway. Make sure that you check out the 2022 Mazda CX-9 Grand Touring over at FreemanMazda.net. And remember, then when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealership. A, a family-owned business for over 65 years, A-plus customer service. Check them out and check out the CX-9 Grand Touring over once more at FreemanMazda.net. Let's see some of your answers here. How impressed have you been with Jalen Hurts? Craig goes with eight. Joey Bella says minus two. Hmm. Adam with the eight, Barry with the five, Gregory with the four, Bruce goes with six, Peter Rizzo for six, uh, Toxic Tom with the five. I am an Oklahoma fan and Jalen Hurts makes me nervous, says David. Maybe a seven, says Floyd. 
10 is going to be difficult to slow him down. Gilbert goes with the six. I'm going to go with a high answer. I'm going to go with 7.5. I have been impressed with Jalen Hurts. I have been impressed with how good he looks from a clean pocket. I didn't think that he would look this good. Now, I will say that I still have question marks about him. I still believe that we have not figured out whether or not he will be able to beat top-tier defenses while sitting in the pocket without running or bailing from it. Can he sit in there versus top-tier defenses and beat teams the old-fashioned way? He has done a little bit of that so far this year, just not against top-tier defenses. Now, it's not his fault. He hasn't faced top-tier defenses. The only thing that he can do is play whoever is on the schedule that weekend. So I will not hate on Jalen Hurts because of that. I just think that there are still some question marks about his play. That being said, he has struggled against something in specific. Jalen Hurts has struggled versus the Blitz. And the Cowboys, they're not blitzing a lot by design because they know that they can get a four-man rush going without having to without having to blitz. They can get to the quarterback without a fifth man. But if you look at the numbers, and I actually tweeted them out over at the Mau NFL, that's M-A-U-NFL, I tweeted them out, the splits, according to PFF, Jalen Hurts when not blitzed, and Jalen when he is blitzed. Pro football focus offense grade. He has the second best in the league when he is not blitzed. He is 27th when blitzed. Yards per attempt, NFL leading 9.9 on average when he is not blitzed. That goes down to 31st in the NFL at 5.8 yards per attempt. Completion percentage, third best in the league at 73%, 25th in the league at 58%. When not, when blitzed. When not blitzed, seven big time throws, fifth best in the NFL, zero when he is blitzed. I do wonder if Dan Quinn is going to deviate a little bit from what they were doing over the first five weeks of the season. Because the Cowboys actually rank near the bottom of the league in blitz rate. Maybe more towards average in the lower end, though, of things. Does Dan Quinn turn the heat up versus Jalen Hurts? That's what I want to figure out on Sunday night. I think he will. Dan Quinn has done a tremendous job exploiting opponents' weaknesses. And it seems to me that Jalen Hurts' weakness right now is when he is blitzed. Because make no mistake about it, when he's under pressure, he's he is playing good. Uh when he is facing a four-man rush. Like if you look for at, at the splits of when Jalen Hurts is under pressure versus when he is not, 
it, it's, you know, good numbers from Jalen. He can throw under pressure. It's specifically versus the blitz. So Bruce says, so basically what you're saying is blitz. Exactly. I know that I said that word about a bazillion times over the last 60 or sec, uh, the 60 seconds or two minutes, but that is exactly the point. I think that the Cowboys will send the dogs after Jalen Hurts. What a variance, says Toxic Tom. Honestly, I was blown away. I wasn't looking for that number when I was, uh, you know, digging for stuff, uh, digging to understand what Jalen Hurts has been so far this season. I was surprised when I saw Jalen Hurts appear that low in pretty much every in pretty much every stat when it came to uh, to the blitz. Craig says Anthony Rizzo to run home run. That is right. The Yanks are leading four and one already. Let's go Yanks. Uh, anyways, before I leave you tonight, it is Tuesday. You guys know what that means. You guys know. It is time for the one cool thing of the week. For those for those of you who are new here, this is the segment in which we share our one cool thing of the week. It can be sports related, not sports related, something personal, professional, whatever you want it to be. Let us know in the comments what is your one cool thing of the week. And with that, we will close out Tuesday's show of ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Also, do me a favor and hit the like button. Share the stream if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter and let your friends know about Primetime. My one cool thing of the week is that it is October. And that means playoff baseball. That means NFL that matters in the sense that we're past we're past the, you know we're past the the September part of the season in which we're just figuring things out that's in the rearview mirror now we can get into Cowboys Eagles on Sunday night for a combined 9 and 1 record we can get into Chiefs versus the Bills we can get into all of that So let's see, what is your one cool thing of the week? Toxic Tom says, the missus and I adopted a cat this weekend. Hey, that's awesome. I, I'm more of a dog person, but there you go. Applause for him, uh, for Toxic Tom. Antonio Castaneda, thank you for your comment. I appreciate it. Some love in Spanish in there, en español. Muchas gracias, Antonio. My mom came into town, says AJ and made some beans and rice fat kid dance there you go aj enjoy that we kicked the let's call it the butt says nicholas uh, out of the super bowl champs <laughs> my rams friend unfriended me on facebook says bruce <laughs> gregory it's week six and i'm hyped go dodgers julio Diaz on the mound tonight for the for the dodgers adam it's my oldest daughter's 22nd birthday today Gilbert says, my wife had brain surgery in the book came out okay, but she is home now. Oh, Gilbert. Man, that's... I am glad that, that, that she is home now and that she is okay. I sent uh, your family good thoughts and good vibes. 
Peter Riso says, when talking, my grandson, when taking my grandson to the park, he randomly states, I'm living my best life. So cool. Oh, Peter, that's amazing. I can imagine how wholesome that moment was. Ace Pitch says, Oye, como aprendiste inglés? <laughs> how did I learn English? Uh, I was very fortunate. I've been I've been in a bilingual school since since I was in kindergarten, and it was always my favorite subject, not even going to lie to you. Uh, I, I never was into math, never was into science, anything like that. I loved English, though, as a, as a school subject. Loved reading in English, watching shows in English, just like how the language sounds, honestly. Uh, so uh, thank you for that question. There you go. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Do me a favor and hit the like button, share the stream, and, you know, support the channel. Let's go. It is October playoff baseball. We are enjoying life right now. The Cowboys will practice for the first time tomorrow this week. So get ready for a lot of hype regarding the injury report tomorrow. I will see you at 8 p.m. Central. Go Yankees. That's a personal uh, opinion right there. Don't worry. I know we, we like to root for the Cowboys here. But I am excited about playoff baseball. I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you very much. Hit the like button. Remember that primetime was brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Nos vemos mañana. Hasta luego. Adiós.